Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm joined in the podcast studio by my friend and special guest, Catherine Smith. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm excited about our conversation. I think principles you are going to share today from your journey are going to help people out there, which is what, what, what I'm passionate. I'm passionate about helping people and inspiring people and really not just giving people the motivation, but really giving people the principles for them to use in their own lives. And I know people are going to be able to use principles you share to help them along the way. But before we get started, I want to make sure people know who you are and know a little bit about your background. So I'm going to go over a brief biography um, for you. So, uh, so Catherine Smith is a dynamic mm -hmm. marketing professional. She's a scholar athlete at Texas Wesleyan University on the women's mm -hmm. soccer team. She's also the vice president of Enactus, which showcases social entrepreneurship in the community. She strategically elevates brands through social media and business networking, and her expected graduation date is May of 2020. How exciting. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm super excited. Thank you for that kind introduction. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let me ask you the first question here. Um, when did you first see yourself as a leader? Okay, so the very first time... Um, and so whenever I'm thinking of, you know, when I saw myself the first time as a leader, um, I'm relating it to a time that I wasn't appointed this position, um, just a time when, you know, I felt like that I was naturally followed by someone, um, you know, that they saw me as a leader. And I would relate that back to um, actually my family and my little brother. So I have a, mm -hmm. a younger brother, Daniel, who's three years younger than me. Mm -hmm. and um, I think I've just always kind of been that, you know, second mom to him a little bit. Um, mm. My mom's there for him and everything, but I'm just there for the the other other side and and motivating him. Um, I would just push him to try harder in school because I uh, I believe I inspired him academically. Uh, mm. For my brothers, academics didn't always come quite the easiest, and mm -hmm. so. Um, I definitely, you know, pushed him to take those AP classes. I would help him with his homework. Nice. Uh, math didn't come the easiest. Um, something about math uh, seems like you either get it or you don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he did not get math. And so I, you know, would always be there to help him with his homework and actually help him try to learn um, and inspire him to just make better choices and, and be a better person. Yes. And um, I would say that's, and that's definitely um, my first leader experience is me and my little, me and my little brother just trying to get him to always improve and have a mindset for that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love the way you describe that because it captures leadership as influence. Leadership is not position, right? I mean, it, it, it might be included in a position or even if you read mm -hmm. some of like, of course, I'm a John Maxwell speaker, coach and trainer, and he talks about the five levels mm -hmm. of leadership and they talk about position is, is the lowest rung on the leadership ladder, but you're talking about somebody who willingly follows you, willingly wants your influence. And I, yes. I also appreciate how you talked about serving. Like you, you took time to serve him and help him with his homework and influence mm -hmm. him in that great way. And it's such a, it's an encouraging, uplifting thing to be involved with 
um, with that, with our family members, with our friends, and uh, and I, I, I mm-hmm. appreciate your 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 role in the family. Uh, doing that, it's seeking, seeking influence, seeking to, to be yeah. a, a positive role with academics. That's such a big deal. And um, oh yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so then, um, so how, how's he doing now? I mean, you think about the influence you provided for him. How's he doing now? Yeah, and so um, he's doing really good. He is three years younger than me, so he's in his second year of college so he made it to college and he mm-hmm. graduated high school so yes. that's all good stuff but um you know what i'm really most proud of is that um he actually chose to follow his dreams mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't just um you know just kind of do what you know his friends were doing he mm-hmm. actually reached out and um, is playing soccer at a university in England right now. He's home for winter break, but in yes, England, that's, that mm-hmm. is amazing, right? <laughs> and, yeah, it is really kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And to think about, you had a, a role in that, right? You think about, you had a role in somebody being across the world mm-hmm. in an academic setting and in playing soccer because yes. you, you 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 play soccer as well. Um, so, I do. so, uh, mm-hmm. you being that influence to him and really, I mean, you're influencing somebody across oh, yeah. the world, which is amazing to think mm-hmm. about. Yes. Um, just, I have kind of influenced him in, in a few different ways, uh, ever since we were younger. Um, I would always kind of try to get him to either work out with me or, you know, let's go play soccer. Let's mm-hmm. go walk the dogs or just something to stay active. Um, yes. He's in great shape now, but whenever he was younger, he was kind of, you know, the only one with, with that extra baby fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, so I've, uh, you know, helped him be confident with his friends, you know, even outfit advice. He would come to me asking me what to wear. And yes. <laughs> pretty funny and just stuff like that. And so, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. definitely really proud of him. And I, I do still, um, from time to time, help him with homework, even even from across the country, he'll ask for some advice on um, reading over his essay or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, I love it. I love it. And I love that you captured that as, as one of your first leadership experiences because, it, again, people get caught up in position, but really, um, if leadership is influence and you're influencing people, uh, really, people are influencing people in their family at a very young age. It might be you know, they influence their parents to, to take them to the store to get a candy bar. That's it's influence. Mm-hmm. That's leadership, you know, or, or do you go get a toy exactly. or you're, you're influencing your siblings um, to be mm-hmm. motivated with school or, or sports. And, and those are all components of leadership shown really early on in the journey. What would you say when you think about your leadership role with Enactus, what's the most rewarding part of, of your role there? Yeah, so um, there's a lot of rewarding parts about being in an activist, and um, specifically regarding to my leadership role, I'm the vice president of an activist at Texas Wesleyan, and so um, with that, I oversee all the projects that our team's working on, mm-hmm. and so I would say the most rewarding part of um, being in that position is getting to be, um, you know, physically involved in those projects, being able to... Um, work with the students and help them um, see value and actually gain a good experience from being a part of the organization 
And so it's really rewarding to be able to see um, students grow and learn game skills from being a part of the club and also um, having also having to be a part of the process of um, impact where it comes to the project's um, actual impact. So mm. for Enactus, we, we have a few different projects, but we're trying to make a sustainable impact in our community. And yes. so, um, for example, one of our projects is called Entrepreneur Her, and it's a female consultation program to where we're helping female entrepreneurs um, make their become more successful. It's, um, it's really about making female entrepreneurs become more successful. Mm-hmm. And so I've had the honor of um, working with that project and the students, and we actually were working with one um, entrepreneur that uh, had just started a um, organization about uh, it was like a health product that was really personal to her that uh, with the syndrome that she was dealing with. And mm-hmm. so it was pretty amazing how the Anastas team could go in and really turn her business around um, and make the profit margins so much more, uh, more large, yes. really made her, her, her company more profitable. They helped add more products, even out of a subscription plan um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it was really nice being able to, to be a part of both helping an entrepreneur and then also helping students um, be successful in a project and gain skills like marketing yes. skills with with that and stuff like that. Mm. And so lots of different rewarding parts. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, 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 and let me explain to you for a moment why that's such a powerful thing you just described because um, I, I, I get mm-hmm. a chance and, and I lead these mastermind growth groups. And in the second session, which it's an eight-week session, I take people through. But in the second session, mm-hmm. we talk about this idea of, of where people are at in the journey. We talk about three different areas, the foggy road. We talk about the frustrated road and the fulfilled road. And the foggy road, most people, uh, not most people, but a lot of people are confused about what they want to do. Some people are on the frustrated yeah. road where they know what they want to do, but they just don't do it. They don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And if some people are fulfilled, they know what they want to do and they're actively doing it. But I, I'm mentioning this because I'm finding on the coaching trainer side, most people I interact with about this activity, mm-hmm. they're on the, the foggy road and the frustrated road. But what I'm hearing from you is y'all are working with somebody who's pursuing their dream as an entrepreneur, a woman in that role, and you're working on helping her dreams to come to come true so she doesn't have to go back to foggy she doesn't have to go back to frustrated she can stay on the fulfilled path and and you and your organization Mm -hmm. with enactus are are empowering her and really lifting elevating her brand um for her to stay on that fulfilled path so again i think that's the beautiful uh powerful thing to be involved absolutely yes thank you uh that was a a good way to put it and i like the your experience inside mm-hmm. on that take so mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty big deal it's really cool mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and plus you know my sister she's an entrepreneur my mom's an entrepreneur of course i'm you know nice. the reason the reason you're even on this podcast is because i'm an entrepreneur but but of course they're, they're yes. women and i'm really I'm, you know really <laughs> mm-hmm. excited for them so next year again i don't know if, 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 if y'all target fort worth exclusively but if y'all ever break out and Actus is breaking out across the state. Yeah. And uh, I might have a few candidates to uh, um, 
to volunteer for the Entrepreneur Her initiative? Oh, that's great to hear because we are kind of um, shifting the, the project a little bit to where each year we're working with a different entrepreneur. So this year we're working with um, a woman who is um, working at a coffee shop that she had started um, on the east side of Fort Worth called Black Coffee. Mm-hmm. And it is um, near Texas Wesleyan. And so that's what we're doing right now. This past semester and this upcoming semester, we are working with um, getting that going. And she just, you know, had her open store launch date recently. And we're working with that. And then next year we will have, um, should have an open spot. So Right, right. It's, it's funny because um, not only do I know those women, but then I have other women who uh, have asked me to become their business coach to help them to, mm-hmm. again, increase profits, increase uh, clientele. But again, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just great with what the program is doing. So I'm inspired. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm inspired to know somebody like you who's involved with making an impact in the community and with, the, 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 with local businesses. Um, Thank you. Let, let me ask you, so who, wa- who, who was or who is the biggest influence in your leadership journey? Okay, so I would um, definitely definitely say my two professors that are also the advisors for Enactus, mm-hmm. Dr. Wright and Dr. O, um, they have influenced me in a number of different ways. So um, it all started my Enactus journey whenever I took an entrepreneurship class that they both were teaching, actually. It was like a, a hybrid class. So we would come to class once a week and then the other day that we had class scheduled, we would just meet with our teams um, on our own time. So it wasn't with the professors, but the professors would switch off. So it was a, a different type of class, kind of like an elective. But um, it started with that class whenever um, we started one of our entre- entrepreneurship projects with an office, which was Empower Fort Worth, uh, a project I started with some of my classmates to help the homeless. Mm-hmm. And so we started um, in the entrepreneurship class, and then throughout that class, these two uh, professors of mine had always, you know, put into light the value that Nactus has, and then they also um, offered the opportunity to everyone in the class to audition for the presentation team. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd always just been really intrigued by all the opportunities that my two professors would offer the students. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just tell that they're really trying to get students to get the most out of their college career. Yes. And so um, whenever I heard about the presentation team, I, I thought it was, you know, a really great idea. Some of my teammates, you know, were like, oh, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. It's really time consuming and, and stuff like that. But uh, the way the professors talked about it, it sounded like a really good opportunity to me. Mm-hmm. to, you know, learn presentation skills and go to the National Exposition for Anastas. So I, um, because of them, they influenced me to audition for the presentation team. Yes. And they were there judging for the audition. So there they are again. Mm-hmm. And um, I made the presentation team. Nice. And they were the, yes, they were the two advisors that came to Kansas with us. So that's what the presentation team was for. We were... Um, going to compete on an project in the national exposition 
in Kansas against, um, you know, 80 plus different schools um, in the U.S. And so they were in Kansas with me. Um, and so that was an amazing experience presenting. And then after being in Kansas and seeing, you know, that huge and active community, I was really inspired to take the extra mm. step. I wanted to be more involved with an yes. because I just seeing how much impact the club, you know, overall and just everything like that. And so I um, told Dr. O after our Kansas trip um, that I wanted to be more involved and I really wanted a leadership position. Mm-hmm. And so that was at the end of last year. And then, you know, summer happens and school comes around the next semester. And I was offered um, the vice president position for an actress from those two advisors. So really nice. don't know where I would be with an actress without them. They, they've been there through it all. Yes. I, I, what, I, what I'm hearing from you with what, <clears throat> what they've done is, one, they provided opportunities for, for leadership experiences. And then mm-hmm. they guided you along the way. It wasn't like, hey, like, all right, see you later. You know, you're on your own from mm-hmm. here. But it was like, we're going to really going to provide this mentorship, this, this advice along the way to really help you to grow and blossom in what you're doing. Then, then you were able to go to Kansas. You're able to connect with other people who are, who are focused, driven, and pursuing excellence with uh, the, the the national moments. And then, yes. and still, I think what's what's beautiful about it is you had these. Um, it, it gave you a vision of wanting to be more involved at that leadership level, and you already had all this experience. Now you are, had went to mm-hmm. Kansas, and then you've shown yourself to be um, diligent. Yes. And I think it, it, it just, it's just great to see what they did for you. I mean, I mean, how valuable is having that on your prof- your portfolio, your profile, your resume? Oh, yeah. Just mm-hmm. the opportunity they gave to you. So again, it's. I, I think about the leaders tuning in. They're asking about, "Hey, how can I be influential?" Well, be, be like your, your your professors. You know, what opportunities mm-hmm. for people tuning in can you give to others to have these great experiences? And how can you give them opportunities to not just have an experience, but to really guide them and mentor them through um, these opportunities exactly. and through the process? Mm-hmm. Yes, and they made it seem um, like it was really doable. They're both such busy. Um, professionals or professors and uh, parents and wives and everything like that and so Mm -hmm. they they really made it seem like um, I could do it and um, because uh, I knew it was going to be a big task joining the leadership team or I'm sorry the presentation team Mm -hmm. Um, we ended up having I ended up having to memorize a a 17 minute script Um, not just me speaking for 17 minutes but it was a 17 minute memorized presentation with the team Mm -hmm. in kansas that we um performed together and so um it was just really inspiring to have those busy professors being there for the rehearsal of the script like they're there with us practicing too like helping us and so it was really inspiring knowing that they're so busy but they're still here and they're not saying they're busy you know they can they're making it happen and um i truly after after presenting that uh, after we competed and presented our part, I had honestly never felt so accomplished yes. in my whole life because it was at the end of the semester because we compete in 
May, and it's literally like a just a, day, a few days away from finals whenever we come back. And so it was around finals time. I was mm-hmm. doing stuff with marketing still and um, off-season practice. We were off-season, fortunately, but we would still have practice and then, mm-hmm. you know, classes and everything. And so there was a time when I was, didn't really know if I was going to be able to do it, um, you know, rehearsing and memorizing a script, getting up at 7 a.m., um, for months in a row mm-hmm. and oh my gosh I, I really have never never felt so accomplished and like That's after awesome. that I felt like I could I could do anything with my yes. phone if I could do all that <laughs> all right I love that I love it I, I love it because yeah, it, it, it gives you confidence it gives you experience it gives you um mm-hmm vision of what you can do and I think you even captured this yes. elements of sacrifice on their part and and you even said this Definitely. phrase you, you use this phrase that they never said they were busy which it's fascinating you brought that no. up because it's it i think yeah. there, i think there's a principle inside of that 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 it, it speaks to me is is i often will hear people say they don't have mm-hmm. i mean I'll, 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 I'll hear people who have the least amount of responsibilities if anybody that i know and they'll say something <laughs> like i don't have yeah. time and and, and mm-hmm. i don't i won't I, I won't be the jerk and say you know what like you have more time than anybody I know because of the, the lack of responsibilities on your plate. I won't say oh, yeah. that. I will think it. Um, but mm-hmm. um, it, it has inspired me to, to stop ever using that phrase yes. and go, mm-hmm. I haven't made time. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't have time or I'm too busy because I think there's so many creative ways to make things happen for the good Absolutely. of other people that um, mm-hmm. that phrase Again, you can hold me accountable to this, Catherine, but I will not allow mm-hmm. that phrase to come out of my mouth of I don't have time or I'm too busy. Um, <laughs> yes, that's, mm-hmm. that's perfect. I'm realizing I need to, that's where I need to be too, because after that experience and, you know, you, you can make time if you want to. Exactly. So, exactly. Wake up a little earlier sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, let's talk about... Um, maybe a, a challenge, like what unique challenge have you overcome in your leadership journey? Okay. So, all right. Thinking of a challenge, um, specifically being a project leader, um, for an office, I came across a challenge of trying to keep my team motivated and excited throughout the semester. Um, it's a little different working with college students, I mean, I'm sure it's just, you know, the same with business professionals, but it's different whenever it's a club because, you know, they're not getting paid for the club. They're doing it volunteer. Um, mm-hmm. They're definitely there to, to gain experience and learn something and, you know, yes, have better skills. But um, I have some trouble keeping them motivated and excited throughout the semester. I know they have other priorities with their classes. And so, you know, the meeting attendance started to get a little lower. People were busy. And mm-hmm. that was definitely something I was struggling with, um, kind of like a state of inertia. We were just kind of at a pausing point, not making a lot of progress. And the way I overcame that, uh, I did reach out to my advisors that I mentioned earlier. I talked to Dr. Wright, and um, mm-hmm. one, she made me feel better about <laughs> myself as a leader, just with so much going on. Um, you know, yes. I was worried. I wanted to always make sure I was trying to make the team feel like they're getting the most value. And so she reassured me and, um, you know, made me feel good about my position. And then 
we also together brainstormed about how we can get out of this um, state of inertia. And so mm-hmm. I was um, really grateful to be able to go speak with her and figure out what we could do and uh, what we ended up doing. We needed to just kind of spark some interest to, we had to change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so instead of meeting weekly, I told everyone to take the week off and uh, make sure that they can be at the next meeting. That's a, a really important meeting. Mm-hmm. And so, um, with having that week off to better prepare for a meeting, I was able to text each team member individually to make sure that um, they had it on their schedule that they were going to be able to make it to the meeting, and also just make it, um, you know, make them feel like they're valuable to the team. Like it's important for everyone to be there, and so I wanted them to know that um, I want them there, and they, you know, we need them there. And so mm-hmm. I think that helped was I got to take a moment to talk to everyone personally. Um, and I think that helped with attendance. And then we also got some breakfast in and just really talked about everything in a, a more positive light because I just had to keep in mind that they are there for a reason. Um, so they do want to be there, you know, and yes. so I had to just keep that in mind. And we, uh, what was the most effective part of it was we applied an affinity process. And so we had everyone, um, I gave everyone a sticky note and I asked everyone, what do you see this project looking like in the future? Or what do you want to be working on next semester um, mm-hmm. to make this project sustainable and how you can personally make impact yes. just to make everyone feel like, um, you know, they have a say on what we're doing and yes. um, just make them feel more, a part of it instead of like, Oh, this is what we're working on. And then, you know, work on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that was, that was really important to make everyone feel like they had a say in what we're doing. And yes. I'm really excited to go into the next semester now that we've established some, some themes through the infinity affinity process. Um, after everyone wrote down their ideas, we put them on the board and then it was kind of a silent thing so that everyone could just, um, you know, not be in, completely influenced by others' others' ideas and just, you know, put their original ideas on there so we can generate more ideas. And so I think that worked really well. And then we were able to discuss together, putting them into some themes and uh, come out with a pretty good game plan of how we want to go about the next semester. And I think that was really helpful in, you know, making people feel more motivated for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think you captured the element of leadership that leaders are asking about all the time, which is how can I help my people to regain the motivation? You know, how do I get that once again? But even the implementation of what you described of personalizing Mm -hmm. the connection, you know, you personalize, you you get buy-in from their ideas and their thoughts because really there's so many people around us that have these great ideas to improve, to fine tune, to refine what we're already mm-hmm. doing, but then giving people a voice so that they're heard, they're understood. And this isn't, you know, you know, Catherine's idea. Exactly. Hey, this is, we're, doing, we're running with mm-hmm. my idea and, you know, uh, get, get in or get off, you know, um, the, sh- <laughs> the ship, you yeah. know, but, but really yeah. um, helping them to understand their, their opinion matters. Their yes. perspective is important, exactly. and we and you really want to use their perspective to make the whole program better. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you're completely right. And we did um, generate a lot of great ideas, um, stuff that I hadn't thought about, and um, you know, some surprising stuff from some quieter people. I was just really impressed um, by all the great ideas that we came about from that, and I think it's going to be very great. So mm-hmm. you're completely right. <laughs> yes. Very exciting. Indeed. It worked. Indeed. The affinity process, yes. Um, Definitely recommend if you want to brainstorm instead of having just an open brainstorming session. It's nice to get everyone thinking on their own instead of, you know, everyone blurting out brainstorming ideas. Mm. Not everyone's going to participate when it goes like that. Got it. I like it. Full participation. Yes. Good ideas. It was Mm. good. (laughs) Yes. Now, um, how have you continued to grow in your leadership journey? So one big way I would say that um, I'm continuing to grow in my leadership journey. So I applied for the BNY Mellon Anastas Student Fellows Program, which is a an online program that's self-paced and it helps um, deploy higher quality projects that have sustainable impact for Anastas clubs and then also prepares those students taking the program to um, be prepared for a more successful career. Mm-hmm. And so I applied for that and I was recently accepted. And so I'm super excited to be able to work on that. Yes, thank you. And so it's self-paced. So I'm gonna definitely try to knock it out, hopefully before the next semester during the winter break so I can um, you know, have that new knowledge before going into meeting with my team again. So I'd really like to, to finish it before then, but we'll see. It just depends the, you know, how long it takes, but mm-hmm. that is one big way that I'm, I'm growing and trying to, trying to become a better leader in that way. Yes. Let me yeah. comment on that because what I heard is <laughs> <clears throat> you have the opportunity to take a break and, you know, to take, you maybe your foot off the gas a little bit, you know, to kind of cruise, but instead mm-hmm. of cruising again, and I'll share another thing we do. We, we, I talk about with, um, <laughs> with these mastermind growth groups as a, as a business coach, as a leadership trainer, you know, we talk about this idea of we have experiences in life. There's the cruise experiences. This is what we've done before. We have the coast experiences. That's like when we stop doing what we've done before, we're kind of coasting. We're not going as strong as before. And then we have these crank experiences where we're really taking it up and us doing something we've never done to really stimulate our Mm -hmm. growth. And what I'm hearing from you is during this winter break, you're really trying to crank in. What else can I grow in? What else can I learn? What skills can I refine during the break um, to be better prepared and better equipped to be, to maximize efforts in this final semester and really i I imagine you're going to be able to Mm -hmm. use the the, the skills you learn and in and the strengths Mm -hmm. you you attain even into your your professional career absolutely yes so um i try to try to use my time wisely so i'm excited about the break with some more free time to do stuff like this that i've been wanting to focus on and so Mm -hmm. yes i'm definitely wanting to to keep growing with that and um with graduating in May, I'm hoping that I can, um, you know, maybe mentor someone coming into my position or another contract leader position and help them, Yes. you know, after I graduate. And especially from stuff that I'm going to learn from that course, I mean, uh, I'm going to be excited to, to transfer that knowledge to. And mm. so, yeah, that's, that's one way I'm 
continuing to grow in my leadership journey. Absolutely. Um, and mm-hmm. Aspis is, you know, very helpful in that because it is an Anaskis program. So that's another cool thing about Anaskis. Yes. And then uh, besides that, I'm just um, taking steps in my professional career, I'm still doing marketing and, you know, taking higher, uh, what should I call it? Not positions, but just bigger tasks, um, mm-hmm. putting myself in situations like that. I've been working with my advisors. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Dr. Wright, uh, she helps me grow as a leader mm-hmm. almost every time I meet with her and um, specifically a more leadership opportunity that I'm facing right now is I'm yes. meeting with Dr. Wright and we are planning and coordinating to have a super awesome motivational speaker come Uh-oh. to Texas Wesleyan. Yes. Uh-oh. And I'm coordinating that with her <laughs> and it's something new to me, but um, we're so excited about it. Motivational and speaker. Who, 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 do you, who do you have coming? Who do you have coming? Well, I don't want you to get too jealous, but it is, um, <laughs> it is Derek. Hey. <laughs> Derek do a hard no, so, so hey, there we go. There we go. So, um, <laughs> for people listening in, um, she, Catherine has been doing a fantastic, amazing job coordinating this event. So let me, let me, let me, let me, let me share, let me just, um, share about her real quick. <laughs> Um, so uh, she's really impressed me with her diligence. Uh, you've, Catherine, you've impressed me with your diligence and your focus, your, your, um, your follow through with coordinating this event, you know, and even the way, uh, you so the, way the way you describe it, it's one of those rare events that's happened on the Texas mm-hmm. Wesleyan, uh, campus. And, yes. uh, and it, it has me excited. It, 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 I think your questions have stirred me up and to make it, you know, <laughs> to take the event because I, I plan every event to be great. But I think your mm-hmm. ideas and your follow through and your questions have made it, I think, to make it even better. So I'm super yeah. looking forward to it, looking forward to adding some great value to the students and the, and, uh, the faculty that get a chance to attend. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. really pumped about the opportunity. So. Uh, I'm almost speechless when I, when I start thinking and talking about that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it really is kind of crazy. Uh, they haven't had a, student ever host an event or coordinate an event or anything like that and so um i'm really excited to I've, i'm going to try to make this the one of the biggest events texas wrestling has ever had actually because i was meeting with one of the career service people um trying to get everything coordinated and you know i was like yeah we're going to cap the registrations at like 1 30 we'll probably get you know 75 people or so <laughs> and then they're mm. they're like they're like we haven't had an event that big. Wow, <laughs> so, let's go. Yes, and then I'm I'm pretty determined and I'm really excited about it. And so yes, it's crazy. And Dr. Wright has been there helping me with the whole thing. I couldn't do it without her. And it's just amazing. Um, it really is kind of a, I see it as like a smaller, smaller thing because we are a smaller university, and I have the opportunity to just go into my professor's office and say, you know, hey, I. I got this opportunity and we were able to collaborate on it. And she's really just like letting me, letting the strings go and letting me control a lot of it. And it's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. I'm super excited. Yes. Again, you're, do, you're doing a fantastic job. Again, I, I told you, um, you know, I think you have some great promise in whatever uh, professional path you choose after graduation. 
Um, but I think mm-hmm. the, the more I interact with you, the more value I see, the more value I see that you, you, you're going to add to any organization you're a part of. And, uh, <clears throat> and one of my great um, opportunities is anybody who invites me to do anything, one is to exceed their expectations, to do, to do better than they even expected, but also to make sure that, um, that I convey my admiration and gratitude to my host, which in this case is you, and make sure that mm-hmm. I, I, I elevate your brand in the process. So um, again, I'm super excited about that. Again, great, great, oh my I'm, gosh, yeah. I, I'm grateful. I, I gotta, we, we got a chance to connect in October, which is kind of crazy. We've known each other yeah. two months, and then we're putting this event together. Um, mm-hmm. It has me super pumped and it's excited It's amazing, about it. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny... Um, which is kind of how everything connects to each other. For example, um, I got my marketing job whenever I was um, doing the phone-a-thon for Texas Wrestling, which is like a two-week job where you call the alumni to update records and see if they want to donate to the Wesleyan Fund. And so um, that's how I met Shelly, who is my you know, boss, as you say, to my mm-hmm. marketing career right now. Mm-hmm. I met her through, she's a Texas Wesleyan alumni. And so I started talking about marketing to her and, you know, the rest is history. Yes. And, you know, it started with Texas Wesleyan on the phone-a-thon job. And then I meet you with B&I. And mm-hmm. now, you know, back to Texas Wesleyan, I'm bringing my B&I and Texas Wesleyan together and bringing you yes. here. And it's, it's just gonna be amazing. Well, to take this out is um, so I, I joined BNI in July, so super fresh with Business Network mm-hmm. International, and it's been amazing. It's an amazing journey, and I'm super grateful to be connected. Then <clears throat> I went to this training in San Antonio in September for BNI, and I saw mm-hmm. the guy in the front of the classroom speaking and training, and his name is Ben. And I said, I'm going to go up to Ben after this class because I want to know mm-hmm. how I, how I, could, I could not take his job, but how, how I could be like him <laughs> and do what he's doing, yeah. you know, like training for BNI. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. he goes, all right, talk to this guy named Shane. And I go, okay, I will. So I set up a meeting with Shane. And then Shane said, all right, I want you to meet over the phone this woman named Shelly. And then Shelly's like, mm-hmm. okay. So she kind of interviews me. <laughs> and then um, yeah. two weeks later, I'm in Fort Worth where I get a chance to meet you and, and I, mm-hmm. and Shelly told me and, and, and Shelly's hilarious. She said, I, 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 I was saying, Hey Shelly, thank you so much for taking a risk on me. I know I haven't been in BNI very long. I'm like three months in at this point. And Shelly mm-hmm. told me, you are the biggest risk I've ever taken in my, I think she said <laughs> 18 years of being in BNI. And I said, wow. I said, well, thank you, number one. But number two, your, your risk will be rewarded many mm-hmm. times over. But, but just to, to take that, put that in context, okay. I, I, I wouldn't have been there like three weeks before. Like it all came together mm-hmm. uh, r- rather rapidly. And I'm, again, I'm grateful to connect with mm-hmm. you and uh, be connected with B&I. It's been a yes. thing. So It's crazy how everything falls into place like that sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, talk to me about how you balance your efforts. So you're, you've done your thing as a scholar athlete, um, community involvement, mm-hmm. your professional role with Business Network International. How do you balance your efforts, your balance your time? How, how do you do that? Yeah. And so, you know, one thing that I've noticed that's helping me, been helping me recently, 
One thing I've noticed that's helped me recently um, is actually waking up earlier, but that's not something a little new. And so that helps with time management, but I've been doing marketing with BNI for a little over a year now. And um, what's helped me throughout over time in balancing all of my different roles, um, one thing I would say is definitely keeping an organized planner or agenda. I like having like a physical uh, agenda that I can write in. And so that's been really helpful to me to actually have it laid out yes. and have all my goals and plans written out and knowing what I need to work on next and knowing what, you know, I'm doing for the day. And so definitely keeping a planner is super helpful. But uh, one thing, another thing that is I've seen beneficial by being a college student is really minimizing the amount of naps I'm taking. <laughs> so I don't, I don't take those uh, three-hour naps like I would in, you know, when I was younger. I definitely have realized I'm trying to be the most productive with my time. And I just don't like, you know, wasting three hours of the day napping, especially, you know, after hearing some sleep stuff about, you know, power naps are more productive, like a 15 minute, 25 minute nap. And so if Mm -hmm. I take a nap, I need to do a power nap instead of, you know, putting so much time into sleep like that. Yes. And so I've noticed that minimizing the amount of naps I'm taking, I really just don't take many naps, and that helps me be productive in my time. And then also, if I'm tired, of course, I'll take the power nap. Mm-hmm. But, you know, keep the naps on low. And then also, during the school year, because I'm, you know, busiest during season, soccer season and school year. And so I really try to not get caught in a Netflix series because um, mm. I know I'm going to want to watch a show instead of doing my homework or whatever else I need to be working on. And so I really try to not get into one of those series during busy times, like the school year. But I also, you know, do think it's important to have something to take a break and relax from. So mm. I did I did still watch uh, a series I finished up Orange is the New Black mm-hmm. this um past summer whenever we were in two days for soccer and so uh i had to go move back into my dorm on campus a month before school started to practice soccer twice a day with my team Mm -hmm. for the preseason and so that was a time i found that was uh for me acceptable to watch a a netflix series Mm -hmm. since classes hadn't started and i needed to relax a little bit in between practice sessions and so mm-hmm. you know there was time for it but overall i just try to minimize doing stuff that i find not productive and then you know still kind of balance mm-hmm. being relaxed yes and so definitely yeah series like that and then social media nowadays is also a big thing i had to just cut twitter out mm-hmm. <laughs> and I my roommates all on Twitter and are always on Twitter and uh, not always. Sorry, girls. <laughs> but they are, they, they like Twitter and they have a group message and everything. And I used to be in the group message, but uh, I didn't have my notifications on. So I would just see their conversations like a week later. And then, you know, I'd respond to like, oh, that was a funny video. And then mm. I was like, you know what? I should just delete this app because I don't even use it. And so I just cut Twitter out and then also try to minimize the amount of time I'm scrolling 
through social media feeds. Mm-hmm. Um, I just one day noticed, you know, that's just too much time being mm-hmm. wasted on scrolling through social media. And so I'm still active on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook, but I'm definitely have made a significant difference in how much I use social media over time. Yes. And that's definitely helped me be more productive. Mm-hmm. With my time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I think you hit some, some, some big areas <laughs> when it comes to maximizing time. Again, we, we, we talked about it earlier, you know, this idea of people um, who say that I don't have time for mm-hmm. whatever it is, but then it's like, okay, well, well, how many hours of time do you spend actually watching that Netflix series or the Amazon right? Prime series or that Hulu series? Or how much time did you yeah. scroll on Facebook today? Like this idea, we spend mm-hmm. so much time doing a bunch of things, um, but often not exactly. like the main thing and things that really help us to improve and grow. But I think you um, are, are, hit, are realizing that, at, you know, in a, in a, in a pivotal mm-hmm. time in your, in, in your life, um, where you're prioritizing and figuring out what's best, what's the best use of my time, which I think is always yes. valuable to understand. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I do want us to bring it in for landing here. And before we do, I want you maybe to share maybe your, your, your favorite qualities about mm-hmm. your, your mom and your, your dad. Okay. So that, that's an easy one. So really, I want to start with my mom because she's so unique and special. And if anyone anyone knows my mom, they'll just completely agree and know what I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. she um, she's so sweet. So my mom, Teresa, she is from England, mm-hmm. and so just that is that just that's a little different mm-hmm. <laughs> for for everyone over here. And so she's from England, and she is just so extremely independent one of the i guess my favorite quality about her is that she is just so positive and comfortable with herself that mm-hmm. um she doesn't she doesn't overthink anything or care about you know what everyone else thinks she's just mm-hmm. completely doing her own thing and um you know i don't i think that's kind of come from her background she's grew up in you know not the nicest part of England and so she mm-hmm. came to America when she was 23 officially moved here but she was mm-hmm. traveling at 16 by herself and she's just always been so strong and independent and just really inspiring on how much herself she is uh, <laughs> yes. definitely inspires me because mm-hmm. it's not easy to just not care about what everyone's thinking mm-hmm. as much as you know people say oh I don't care what people are thinking I don't care you know, it's mm. easy to say that, but she truly kind of lives, lives that lifestyle. Nice. And she's so sweet. Like, everyone loves her. It's not like she's careless, but she's just, she is just completely herself. And I love that about her. Nice. Yes. I love it. And um, relating to my dad, one of my favorite qualities about my dad, I would say um, he's also really independent. Um I just love how self-sufficient he is. He just kind of believes in himself, even if he mm-hmm. doesn't, um, you know, doesn't have the capability. Like he's not a mechanic, for example, but he'll still go try to fix my car outside, mm-hmm. even even if it's not his his forte. And so mm-hmm. he's he's a quiet guy, but he, uh, you know, I wish he would help 
ask for help a little more often. Um, but he, you know, he really doesn't ask for help much, and he's out there in our backyard, just like, um, oh my gosh, just like sliding to the pool or the whole backyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he's just. He's such a hardworking man, and so I really yes. definitely love that part about him, that he's very self-sufficient and hardworking. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, I, I, lo- I love he- hearing people talk about their parents because it's such a, it's, it, it, it's, it's pivotal for me. It's, it's, it's a pillar principle of honoring that the people, you know, responsible for us, right? And understanding where we mm-hmm. came from and then really even how, how they are really influences who we are. And I, I think about your, your dad's, his diligence, his focus, his determination. And you think about your mom and her being uplifting and positive. And then so she gets, she, so those, those imprints mm-hmm. of who they are get a chance to be passed on to you, uh, which is awesome. So, and plus I kind of like the yeah. idea if they, if they get a chance to listen to the podcast, they, they get a chance to hear mm-hmm. something and something positive <laughs> and uplifting that you have to say about them. So, mm-hmm. um, Absolutely. Awesome. Well, um, I do want to say thank you once again for joining the the Strong Life Coach podcast. I'm here with Catherine Smith. Um, Catherine, thank you for joining the show. Um, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes, I, I, I let I, I let people know. I mean, so this is the Strong Life Coach podcast. We we speak life, coach mm-hmm. life, write life, and lead life. And if you're tuning in, be sure to give it the five star rating over on Apple Podcasts to rate it well. To share the podcast with somebody you know who can benefit from what we talked about. And yes. remember to subscribe. Thank you very mm-hmm. much once again.